Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Things we said on the radio. Massive venues being back to 100% capacity. Your life is picked up. Your social side of life is, okay, we're going to Toronto. We're going to go catch a game this weekend. We're going to go enjoy the theater. There's Think of the stage productions in and around Christmas. There's a lot of options for you now. Yep. That means a hotel stay. That means now the ability to get yourself caught on one of the 50 new automated speed enforcement devices, they call them. I call them a photo radar. Speed trap? Yeah. So there's 50 new locations on top of the ones they had. From basically uh, June to August, they were testing out and they went, these are great. We've got, we have got we issued thousands of tickets. They work and they work <laughs> really well. Yeah, somebody's getting a Christmas bonus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That department is looking real good uh, in regards to the bottom line. There's a couple that jump out just based on their location. They, they're they leaning on it as <clears throat> schools in community safety zones, but also where there's a ton of pedestrians, which honestly okay. makes a, a yep. ton of sense. You can't make fun of that. It, it, you feel much safer knowing that if someone gets dinged, they're, they're going to get hit with a pretty hefty fine. How do you speed in busy parts of Toronto? That's what I was wondering. I'm like, <laughs> I've never got the opportunity to go the speed limit exactly. in busy parts of Toronto. <laughs> Some that pop off. So if you think of Queen's Key, which is uh, which is not far away from Scotiabank Arena, from, we're going to call it Skydome. We know what it really is. Yeah. That area where there are a ton of hotels, too, you have to be aware. There's three photo radar cameras within about seven blocks, which Ooh. is a really tight cluster. There's a bunch along Jane. There's some on Lawrence. Lawrence is a real bad spot. So Lawrence West and East, there's some that pop off. If you're doing the Avenue Road thing to get down to kind of the heart of the entertainment Ooh, district. Avenue Road. I used to live on Avenue Road. So yeah. yeah, that can get a little dicey. So be careful because not only... I love how they incorporate... There's a victim surcharge, a victim uh, surcharge, which normally is attached to... Because this ticket goes to the vehicle, goes to the plate. If, yep. we, if we borrow Laura's car for the weekend, Benny, and go race hell in Toronto, yeah. <laughs> she could end up with $1,200 in speeding yeah. tickets. So there's still the victim surcharge, which does add, it can add as much as $25 on top of your ticket. If you are anywhere between one and 15 kilometers over, you're 325 bucks. Ooh, the minute wow. you hit 16 kilometers over, it goes to 425. Wait, they're going to start that at one kilometer over, though? Yes. So That's 61 wild. and a 60. Yes, you will, you will get a $325. No, wow. that's terrible. That is not the Canadian way. Like, we buy nature if you're, like, obviously not school safety zones. Yeah. But, like, by nature, you're normally 10K over in a city. Like, you know, Fair. from speed limit mm-hmm. to 10K over in a regular city area. That's just how things work. It's how it, it's how people operate. You're right. Boy, any Uber driver I've ever had in Toronto is going to be losing oh. money like yeah. Abby's <laughs> the whole yeah. bit. Well, if you touch 30 over, you're $525 plus another $25 for a victim surcharge. Like, what are you supposed to do in all the rom-coms when you get in that taxi and you're like, follow that car. Yeah. He's going to Pearson. <laughs> we got to go. It's going to be like that movie's going to end in like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fines. <laughs> you just hope that they're flying off the island and not Pearson, really. <laughs> <laughs> you can swim and yeah. you're fine. Yeah. yeah. So these are launching over the course of the next couple of weeks. Uh, they'll lean heavy pretty much. They'll be activated, they say, by November. But just this is just a friendly little reminder that remind if you're not driving, whoever is behind the wheel, hey, they've got a ton of new photo radar cameras in Toronto that weren't there pre-pandemic. They better have big signs. That we can't guarantee. That would be nice. Just saying. Get people used to things. To warn you what the speed limit is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs>
Seems counterproductive. <laughs> <laughs> they got to pay for those signs somehow. They are cheap. <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Dogs, we've been loving them for thousands of years longer than first expected. So there's this fossil of a jawbone that essentially is proving that domesticated dogs lived in Central America as far back now as 12,000 years ago. Whoa. At first, they're like, ah, dogs, you know, they've been around for a few thousand years, the the domesticated kind. So basically what they did is this actually, they were going through more of a dig that started in the 90s, and it produced remains of a giant horse, basically almost twice the size of modern horses today. Oh. A mastodon, so think of, of basically Holy a variant yeah, yep. of, of today's modern elephant. Then a piece of jaw, which they thought initially was a, a coyote skull, but then they dug it a little bit deeper, hey and discovered like, no, 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 this is a dog. They're saying that this proves that domesticated dogs lived in Central America as far back as 12,000 years ago. The dogs and their masters live basically alongside giant animals. Cool. Cool. They're saying this is this is a massive breakthrough. At first, I read it going, okay, so where, where's the breakthrough in all of this? And they're saying, well, these dogs, basically, they were a, a distant relative of a coyote. That's kind of how it came. Uh, it, it had struck up a relationship, they feel, with humans and then realized they could coexist alongside one another. Okay. Could you imagine being the first person to be like... That thing over there with teeth and growls and barks. I'm gonna snuggle it. We're gonna <laughs> snuggle. That's. It. I, 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 I've often had the thoughts of like the first time for anything. Like the yeah. first time someone saw a lobster and went, "I bet that's delicious." Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I have experience in this realm as okay. somebody who's tamed a sheep before, Jeff. What? Yeah, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> Equal danger there. I can totally see it happening. The other thing is, imagine being that dog and seeing where dogs have gone. Oh my gosh. From like, he would be tracking and hunting and mm-hmm. devouring, killing to eat. Oh, like we changed, softies. Yeah, we changed backstage <laughs> Barlow's food last week and he's had diarrhea ever since. <laughs> <laughs> One and, and yeah. pre-made bagged food to another and yeah. he can't handle and it. And if he doesn't get that vegan shampoo, <laughs> that itchies, <laughs> the itchies he gets, that boy. Oh yeah, Limbo has medicated shampoo, a memory foam bed, <laughs> <laughs> and a pillow for that bed. So basically what we're saying is domesticated dogs are probably going to be extinct in the next six years. Yeah, so we've yeah. Done no favors for them whatsoever. <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. See it or skip it with Backstage Ben. Brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. 1991. Home Alone. What a classic. 1990, but that's cool. Sorry, 1990. Oh, oh wow. Here we go. Should, should Benny be uh, talking about this, Jeff? No, kidding, kidding, kidding. It was just my terrible lead-in. <laughs> One and two, legendary. We won't argue that, right? One and two, Absolutely. they still hold a spot in most people's hearts. Beyond that, a bit of a blur. They just kept trying to milk something out of a franchise name. There wasn't quality attached behind it. And now word that there's a new one arriving shortly. And then, to the point of Macaulay Culkin talking about it. Yeah, I find it, I find the whole thing a little odd because people are acting like this is this holy franchise, like it's Star Wars or something like that. <laughs> you know, a new one's coming out and it's a big deal. This is actually the sixth Home Alone movie to come out. Oh, man, six? Yeah. 
You uh, had Home Alone 1 and 2, both with Macaulay Culkin. That yes. was 1990 and 92. And then 97, they came out with another one that was rather unrelated. Alex D. Linz played a different character. It wasn't a McAllister. It was yeah. completely... But same exact storyline, because the story is, kid is home alone. Burglars try to enter. Kid comes up with crazy ways to really injure and maim these bad guys. <laughs> Uh, and then we had, so that was like a straight to DVD sort of thing. And then there was Home Alone 4 was like holiday, the holiday heist. Oh, Home Alone 4 was a TV movie in 02. Then 2012, another one, Home Alone, the holiday heist. And now we're looking at a new one. So, I mean, sure, it's been nine years, but it hasn't, like, this is, I don't know why it's such a big deal, to be honest with you. The kid who is starring as the new McAllister because, or is he even, a, no, he's not even a McAllister. He's a completely different kid. It's a whole new family once yep. again. Um, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin has said he has nothing to do with it. He's not in it. He confirmed that again this early this morning through a tweet of yeah. wishing everybody the best, but I am I have no attachment to this latest incarnation. Which of he hasn't <laughs> in 30 years. He hasn't been involved in Home Alone. I don't know why people, like, he did the one, he did a, a commercial last year or a couple years ago where it was like Home Alone-esque, I think. Yeah. But that's it. Uh, Buzz is in it, if that counts. There's, your, there, there's a little Easter egg for yeah. you. And he yeah. makes just a, a rather brief appearance from what we can gather. Yeah, it'll Who's just Buzz be, again? Buzz like, was his brother, his the older mean, brother, like bully brother. I haven't watched Home Alone like since I was a kid. Like watched what? one and two. Yeah, like that's the thing. I know this is the thing. I know for some people it is a Christmas classic. Yeah, but I think maybe because I I'll watch Christmas movies, but I fit in when I can. I'm not hallmarking it in on October 15th or whenever they said they're going to yeah. start playing their Christmas movies. So I haven't watched it in so long. I don't even remember the plot. If you put a whole new cast in, aside from Macaulay Culkin, I don't think I would recognize any <sighs> new or old. I, so is this a skip for you, Benny, on Disney Plus? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do. I love the first two Home Alone movies. I loved them as a kid. I, I really, really enjoy I actually may prefer Home Alone 2 over number one. Really? I love the New York setting. The stuff at the at the Grand Hotel is unbelievable. Like, that's all really cool. Tim Curry? Come on. Tim Curry. But, I, but aside from that, I haven't watched any of the, the other ones. The two can remain as good as they are. There are lots of other National Lampoon movies that aren't as good as Christmas Vacation. Poor John Hughes. Yeah. He, he yeah. you know, behind one and two, writing, producing... Passed away in 09 of a heart attack at a relatively young, yeah. youngish age. Like, yeah. So he's been dead since 09, and how many have they made since then? I feel like he's been spinning in his grave like a rotisserie chicken at Swiss Chalet. <laughs> like, I feel so bad. I feel so bad for a man. Yeah. If they do Home Alone again, they need to update it for millennials and Gen Z. They need to do Not Leaving Your Kid at Home. It needs to be a dog. All the adventures a dog gets up to. Home a bone. <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. It's the help desk. Thank you for holding. On Virgin Radio. Okay, today's help desk is just from Anonymous. Like I said, you can make up your own name. You can just be anonymous. You can use your real name. <laughs> That'd be bold, depending we on the subject. Well, I'll be real with you. When you send a help desk in by going to virginradio.ca, you click on the, the picture of us, and then there's a form right there. I don't actually verify whether it's your real name or not, so you could use your real name, and I could think it's a fake name. But somebody out there will think that the story is attached to your real name. So I guess, anyway, whatever floats your boat, send us a help desk like Anonymous did, saying, I have a friend who says one thing, but their actions don't match. 
They say they want to stay close friends and our friendship means so much to them, but they don't make the effort to visit me or make plans to hang out. We live in separate places, but they maybe visited once three years ago. I, on the other hand, make the effort to go and visit them and I'm always making plans or trying to get them to give me a time that they're free. I recently found out that they visit other friends that live in my area about once a week. I know this part sounds petty, but they're also constantly pouring their heart out on social media about how much long friendships mean to them and documenting every time they spend time with someone, but I never once see anything about me. The phone never comes out when we hang out. I know in-person interactions are more important, of course, but those uh, things can't help but make me wonder. I've decided to take a step back and let them make the next contact, but I don't really know what else to do besides that, and I feel pretty hurt and anxious about the whole thing. What do I do? Anonymous. Um, they are uh, slowly breaking up with you. That's mm-hmm. what, that is what is happening. Drifting. Fren- yeah, friendship involves an investment in time. To me, uh, friendship at times can be harder than being a family member. Oh, friendship breakups are the worst. Yeah. And with family, it's kind of like, well, hey, we're genetically related. Like, we we have a thing. We see each other at least twice a year at family reunions or get-togethers or to celebrate mom and dad's birthday or whatever the case may be. When it's a friendship, you actively have to make an effort. Constantly. It's the only thing versus a sexual relationship is the is the sex side. It's, it's still checking in. How are you? What's new? How are you feeling? Do you want to hang out? Do you want to do something? It's just... This person is just trying to let time do all the work that a stand-up person should do and go, you know what, I, we're drifting apart, don't have a lot of the same things that we relate to, and or I'm not into you anymore as a friend. Like, that that could be said. I know it's hard. I think you're getting walked over, and you need to respect yourself a little bit more, too. Mm-hmm. I think this is a case, if you were in a relationship with this person, I want you to think of this. This sounds like one of those situations that you are so afraid of what the possibilities could be what like without this person mm-hmm. that you're too afraid to leave an unhealthy situation. I would oh. I would brand this an unhealthy friendship just in terms of this person. You should have friends that care about you as much as you care about them. True, but I mean, if they've got a jet ski and a cottage, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's the give and take in Okay, life. okay. Well, I don't see a jet ski or a cottage mentioned in this. <laughs> We're all just guessing. We're guessing. How do you handle this? What is your, your, your approach, your plan of attack? Lingering obviously isn't working, hence why we received a message. Oh, we got a spicy text. If your name is Lee, you're this friend. Somebody Ooh. just said, oh, this is, no. is this my friend? Quote, what, Lee. What did we do? I don't know, Whoops. but all the Lees listening right now, maybe be a better friend. 11053 975 975. Lee's in trouble today. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> and to make it really uh, finite, Lee, L E I G H. That's the Ooh, Lee we're looking yeah. for. I was going to leave yeah. that anonymous, but we really no, no, no. Lee now. Let's see. Last yeah. name is spelled. <laughs> oh, no. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. It's the help desk. Thank you for holding. On Virgin Radio. Today's help desk is from Anonymous. If you want to send us a help desk or use a help desk to call out your own friends, feel free to text us too. <laughs> 11053 or 975975. Anonymous said, 
I have a friend who says one thing, but their actions don't match. They say they want to stay close friends and our friendships mean a lot to them, but they don't make much effort to visit me or make plans to hang out. We live in separate places, but they visited maybe three years ago. I, on the other hand, make every effort to go visit them and I'm always making the plans or trying to get them to give me a time that they're free. And I recently found out they visit their other friends that live in my area about once a week. I know this part sounds petty, but they're constantly pouring their heart out on social media about how much long friendships mean to them and documenting every time they spend with other friends. But I've never once seen anything about me. I know in-person interactions are more important, of course, but that's one of those things that can't help but make me wonder. I've decided to take a step back and let them make the next contact, but I don't really know what to do besides that. And I feel pretty hurt and anxious about this whole thing. What should I do? Anonymous. A great text from Sarah and Hespler. So this this has a little length to it, but it completely mirrors this story, but offers some resolution, saying this happened once with my best friend and I, and we just had a great conversation about it. I pointed out that I it se- I seem to be putting in more effort, and she admitted that with kids and a family, it was harder for her to make the trip to visit me than it was for me as a single person to make the trip to her. I also brought up the fact that she seemed to use the excuse often and that I didn't feel valued as uh, her single best friend. It was a big conversation, and both of us were in tears, but now we refer to it as the huge as it saved our friendship years ago. Now, whenever something's bothering us, we feel more comfortable bringing it up to the other person. If this person is truly your friend, then they should be receptive to the conversation. If they are not, then perhaps the friendship needs to be done. Boom! Ooh. Ooh, Sarah, well done. And, hey, she's she's living proof that this, this can be salvageable if... If that is is where the head or the mindset is at at the other person. Yeah, but what about the whole thing where this... Now, that situation does sound like something that's solvable, but the other part is is that this friend is still going to your area all the time just to hang out with other people. But that's the acknowledgement of, hey, well, like, you're coming here. It's hurtful that you don't come and visit me. Why? Like, like, give me the truth. If the truth's going to hurt, I'd rather have that than see on social posts or pop by someplace and run into you like, what the hell are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Options. one one zero five three ninety seven five ninety seven five. 97 Another one says, hey, that Lee text you mentioned a few minutes ago, it's humorous because I broke up with a friend, Lee, a few years ago, too. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, Lee. Today is not your day. Are like, Lee... Why are you such a spicy friend? I know. Are Lee's bad friends? Are, I... we, are we coming up with a new name that... <sighs> A new like Lee. umbrella name. Way to go, Lee. For, um, forgot another birthday, huh? Lee. Such a Lee move. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. Five station. Virgin Radio. It's the help desk. Thank you for holding. On Virgin Radio. Today's help desk is from Anonymous. If you want to send us a help desk, you can do that by going to our website, virginradio.ca, and clicking on the picture of us. That would be Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. And then, boom, submit it there. Anonymous said, I have a friend who says one thing, but their actions don't match. They say they want to stay close friends, and our friendship means so much to them, but they don't make much effort to visit me or make plans to hang out. We live in separate places, but they visited maybe once three years ago. I, on the other hand, make every effort to go visit them. I'm always making the plans or trying to get them to give me a time that they're free. And I recently found out they visit their other friends that live in my area about once a week. I know this part sounds petty, but they are constantly pouring their heart out on social media about how much long friendships mean to them and documenting every time they spend with someone else, but never, I've never once seen anything about me. I know in-person interactions are more important, of course, but it's one of those things that makes me 
me wonder. I've decided to take a step back and let them make the next contact, but I don't really know what else to do besides that, and I feel pretty hurt and anxious about the whole thing. What do I do? Anonymous. Remember how we had Sarah from Hespler in a really solid text that yeah. she walked us through her timeline of how she was able to bring her friendship back after a hard and heavy conversation? Mm-hmm. Here's a text that says, To go off of Sarah's text, I had the same thing happen to me with my best friend, and I brought it up to her because I was so upset and heard about it, and she got defensive, and we aren't friends anymore. <laughs> oh, I even tried to have this convo twice because it was so hard for me to give up on it, but it just didn't work. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, we also have more people with the name Lee coming out of the woodwork to defend Lees all over the nation <laughs> because we did get an earlier text saying, is this my friend Lee that you're talking about? No, it's not Lee. It could be Lee. We didn't really get a name. Well, you're right. But no, we will uh, We'll no longer throw shade Ooh, at Lee's. What a cryptic text. Okay, help desker. take this quote I'm about to read to you and make it your Instagram story caption. When people show you who they are, believe them. Ooh, come on. Live, love, laugh, right up there. Mm-hmm. I like it. I have seen it and witnessed it, but it is, it's still very, very true. Um, another one that reads that says... Uh, I just got to pick this up, make sure I'm reading it properly. Okay. Uh, What's tough about this situation is that each person in this friendship has a different expectation of the other person. I'm in plenty of friendships and where both parties don't really do anything, but we still hang out from time to time. We just don't hang out one-on-one from time to time. It doesn't mean we're not friends. It just means that we have the same expectations in our friendship. I'm also 100% uh, agree with Laura that this person needs to respect themselves a little bit more. There's nothing worse than seeing, uh, seeming desperate in a relationship or a friendship, for that matter. Yeah, you don't want to be in a situation where you're worried about like the effort that you're putting into something. And it's not always about being equal, right? But it's about caring about your friend as much as they care about you. That should be equal. It doesn't mean that physically it's going to be, oh, we hang out or visit each other an equal amount of times. Right. But if, and you shouldn't feel anxious about how your friends feel about you. That's true. Yeah. That's not like a, you know. That, a level of comfort. And, and I've had that feeling before too. And it sucks. Like you, you don't want to spend your life worrying about if this friend's a true friend or not. So have that conversation. But if it doesn't seem like you know, if that conversation is had and this friend pretends that they're going to be better and then they don't end up being better, uh-uh, you walk away. What's the season? You can have a friend for a season or Summer reason? Friends. No, oh. a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Oh, Oh, you got real deep there. I thought you were quoting like Chance the Rapper, Summer Friends Don't Stay. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, but close. (laughs) All right. Mornings with Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. It's Guest Gossip on Virgin Radio. Oh, Netflix is happy about this one. In honor of that, they actually posted a thank you video from Squid Game itself. Okay, so if you don't know Korean, basically they had the the dub over there too, the the closed captioning text. Right. Basically thanking you for making Squid Game the biggest hit Netflix has ever had. 111 million viewers watching Squid Game worldwide. So when that show got released, it became number one in 90 countries within 10 days. Crazy. And I finally had a chance to watch one episode. I'm telling you, if you can handle the violent kind of stuff, it is such an interesting concept for a show. It's always nice to see, you know, shows from a different country because you get to uh, kind of a vibe. Obviously, this isn't 
what true Korean culture is. They're not dumb people just playing children's game for billions of dollars and their life. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really, really good show. And it's something that I want to remind you about, too, is that the show's creator, Wong Dong Kyuk, he's tried to get that show on any kind of platform for 10 years. Yeah. 10 yeah. years. What? That's what I'm telling you. There's like it's just it's one of those shows that it's just good vibes with everybody surrounding the show and the people who help make it. One of the show's main actors posted on Instagram last week saying, "Thanks for making me a millionaire." Like I just I love that. They're just so honest about everything that's happened and I think it's an interesting show. Again, if you can get through the violence, I'm only one episode in, but mm-hmm. loved it. I can't wait to find the time to watch another episode because it's super good. I I love this and I it does it's a super interesting show. My thing with Netflix is how they, every new show is the biggest show they've had. They're saying that this is their biggest show since Bridgerton a couple of months ago. And that was the biggest show since Queen's Gambit. But maybe their quality of production is just getting better and better. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not saying that they're not quality, but like they're rolling out the red carpet for every big show, you know? I would too. If if you don't toot your own horn, Benny, (laughs) no one else will. I think enough people are tooting Netflix as well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Well, here's something else that you can watch this morning. Actually, it starts at 8.30 our time. William Shatner, today is the day he's going to space. Blue Origin is going to launch a four-person crew, and Shatner's one of them. He will be the oldest person to go to space because he's 90. Are we more concerned about the yes. potential? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> Just uh, whatever you're going to say. Yes. Everything you're concerned about, you can watch live <laughs> starting at 8.30 this morning. I've linked you to uh, it on our Facebook pages. It's just that is something that definitely has me worried 100%. And Britney Spears is slamming her sister over that memoir that she wants to drop. Jamie Lynn Spears is dropping a memoir called Things That I Should Have Said. Uh, it's talking about her life, her struggles with mental health. Oh, and then you go to the bottom of the description. Her role is Britney Spears' sister. So Britney Spears is totally just trashing her on Instagram. She posted another selfie in a cat suit, but she said, Psst. Also great news. I'm thinking of releasing a book next year, but I'm having issues coming up with a title. So maybe my fans could help. Option one, blank. I really don't know. That's a swear word. Uh, option number two, I really care what people think. Like, she's just flat out. This is like... <laughs> Some shade, and yeah, I love she's it. She's lighting her on fire. Yep, and I think you know what? I think there's a potential for those two to patch it up eventually because they were pretty close. And you know, sometimes you just need to duke it out. Just let it all out there. But again, her mom—it's been crickets, and her lazy brother Brian. Uh, where's he been? No, nobody should even be interviewing him, even if he wants to talk to somebody. Don't pick up the phone. No. It has nothing to do with anything. Remember him in the documentary? Oh, yeah. it's a problem that my family's full of strong women with a bunch of opinions. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, Brian. Brian, yeah. you need to smack in the head. Oh, <laughs> Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. On Virgin Radio. Sasha on the line. She wants to try to beat Backstage Ben with his really impressive record. 228 wins, 31 losses, and now up to 83 ties. How are you feeling overall, Sasha? You think you can you can beat Ben today? I don't know. We're gonna give it a go. I like the well. It's mild optimism. Sasha, please tell me that your alter ego is Sasha Fierce. Yes. It, it may be after this gameplay. We'll find out. So she dropped her own kids off, and then she's off to work, and then she works at a daycare. So your life is essentially childcare twenty four seven. Okay, well, you know what? You're good at something. You've got that special layer of patience. Then you're in the right field. So we're going to get Benny to disconnect and send him out into the hallway. And for anybody brand new to it, 
play this game weekdays at about 8.40. Sasha's going to get the three questions first while Ben's out of the room. He comes back in, same three questions, and then the most points out of three wins. Let me just test the buttons here because I'm pressing it. Remix, okay. Okay, we're. Thought they'd go quicker. I thought they'd go like, wah, 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 but that didn't work. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, the buttons do go work though. So, Sasha, are you ready to beat Backstage Ben? I'm ready. Okay. First question What does a funambulist walk on? A funambulist? Yep. Ah, let's see. This is a tricky one today. Uh, Any guesses? Let's, let's say ice. I was looking for a tightrope. Oh. oh, that was a tough one. Don't worry, I you didn't know, know that until about fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> Next question. This one is a riddle. I am circular, but I'm not edible. I keep things moving, and I usually come in fours. What am I? Sorry, can you repeat that? I'm circular? Yeah, I sure can. I'll repeat the whole thing for you. I am circular, but not edible. I keep things moving, and I usually come in fours. What am I? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, a wheel? A tire? A wheel was the answer we were looking for. Okay, third and final question. What nationality is Picasso? Italian. I was looking for Spanish. Spanish, oh darn. Tricky. Yeah, that was a tricky one. So one out of three, we could lean this into a tie. We'll see. Ben's not done yet. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, let's bring him back in. There it is. It's the OG. Illustrious Laura Like I never left. So backstage, Ben, Sasha scored. uh, I would deem um, it's an 8 out of of 10 for for difficulty today. She scored a single point. Okay. All right. 8 out of 10. Okay. Well, uh, Sasha, would you like to trash talk Benny anyway? Nah, not not today. Not today. Okay. All right, Benny. Well, here we go. First question. What does a finam... Wait, I'm going to reread this. What does a finambulist walk on? Their hands? A tightrope. Oh, okay. All right. Next question. This one is a riddle. I am circular, but not edible. I keep things moving, and I usually come in fours. What am I? Is this a trick riddle, or is it a very easy riddle? It's a riddle. Is it a trick, It's a riddle. I can't tell you more or less than that. Jeff, is this as easy as I think it is? Wheels. Oh, really? Yes. I thought there'd be something else. Okay, okay. Did I ask if you needed to trash on me? That's the minus two on that eight out of (laughs) ten. Third and final question. What is the nationality of Picasso? Spanish. Oh, there Pablo. They did it. But it, it's tricky. At first, you think Picasso. You're like, instantly, you want to run to, oh, Italian. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a lot of people that, that they still, there's that assumption. That oh, yeah, Pablo sure. Picasso was yep. Italian. Yep. I never even thought about it, honestly. <laughs> yep. Not a one. It's a cool dude that likes to paint me. <laughs> 2-1 loss. Well, for Sasha, 2-1 win for Backstage Ben. <laughs> it was a tough one, but well played. Well played. 
you uh, you're a special breed, as mentioned. It, to be able to go and, and, and ditch your own kids and then spend upwards of eight hours a day with other people's kids, you are a special human being inside and out, Sasha. You listen to children Thank on your way you. to work. I know. <laughs> and you listen to kids on your way to work, yeah. that too. <laughs> you are welcome to redeem yourself at any point. We'd love to have you back to try to beat backstage. Ben, we'll give you a chance tomorrow, just like Sasha, at around 840 on Virgin Radio. It's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. Yeah. station. Virgin Radio. The amount of news that pumped out yesterday, you probably just skipped right past this. But a woman in B.C. has a connection to the area and the fact that the meteorite that entered in Earth's atmosphere, it was big enough at the time, there was a sonic boom, there was a massive fireball that accompanied it, but she was asleep in her quaint house in Golden, B.C., small place, just a few thousand people. It hurtles through her roof, then the ceiling in her bedroom, lands on her bed beside where she was sleeping. She said she was only woken up just seconds before it made entry into the house by way of her dog barking. Because as we know, animals sense things. Yep. So the dog was was flipping its lid like, what is going on here? Boom, crash. Next thing you know, it looks like a, a chunk of charcoal rock. She didn't know what to do, so she calls 911. RCMP is dispatched. And at first, the officer's like, oh, it's probably a rock. They were doing some blasting nearby with a construction site. Oh. Well, then they went to the construction site where workers were just setting up saying, no, we weren't blasting, but did you not see the fireball in the sky and a sonic boom that accompanying it? So then that was verified by um, those big brains here here in the city of London that, that handle all that kind of stuff. They've got a, a professor with the university's physics and astronomy department said everything about the story consistent with a, a meteorite fall, the fact that a bright fireball occurred. At the same time, it made a pretty overwhelming boom and... Well, this checks off all the boxes for us. I like how she initially just basically called 911 asking who she should sue. (laughs) (laughs) Who's responsible for this? (laughs) Kind of sucks that there's nobody to sue in this scenario, though. I think she's going to make off better than if she'd sued somebody. Well, here's where it gets interesting. So they've said, like, she's now the rightful owner, landed on her property. She is going to actually send the meteorite to Professor Brown in London at Western so they can Amazing. they they can look at it and identify the type of meteorite. He suspects though it fell from the solar system's main asteroid belt, which is pretty cool. Cool. Said those well they happened not a lot. There was only one other recorded um, you know human contact in that it went through someone else's roof into their bedroom too, but that in Thailand last year. Wow. So aside from being shaken up, she wasn't hurt. But here's the thing. Insurance company uh, I'd like to make a claim, please. Yep. Okay, what happened? Did you lose some shingles in a rainstorm? Nope. A tornado? Nope. Fire? Nope. Meteorite? <laughs> That's not covered under yeah. their clauses, no, I, huh? think, yeah. I think Acts of God falls under an Acts of God, so they'd be like, not our problem here. Oh, man. Those. That's brutal. However, she's got options. So she could keep this and yep. put this little tchotchke on top of the TV if it's something she so desires. Or she could sell it. You're telling me with all those wealthy TikTokers flush with cash, YouTubers, they don't want one of these beside their Lamborghini in their mansion? If that guy can make a whole condo for his three dogs, he can afford a little meteorite for a coffee table. Mm. So based on the demand, this could be a few hundred thousand dollars or could climb into the millions based on how it's marketed and to how many eyes and ears that this thing gets out to. 
she can okay. afford the new roof, the new pillow, because I'm sure it got a little singed. Yeah, with there's that some spicy meatball. Yeah, that there's a little soot. New pair of shorts, because I'm sure that was a way to <laughs> wake up. <laughs> I'm trying to find meteorites for sale right now, just because I think anytime you try to sell something that's valuable, especially it could hold some personal value to you, since it did almost crush your whole head. It is. Uh, it's the size of a melon, so take that into account. So okay. there's, if nothing else. Split that sucker in half into quarters. Keep a quarter. Sell three. Huh? Yeah. Not a bad idea. So you still have a piece of the meteorite Just that came through. But shave off a little bit. Make a nice necklace out of it. Thank you. You don't need much. No. Not at all. You could pay for. She, you could sell it off and then keep a chunk. And with that chunk, you could make new poles or handles for some of your cabinets in your brand new hey. kitchen in your new house that that meteorite paid for. Sell it to somebody who does that fluid like paint art, that resin art for like you know like the really fluid painting. Yep. And get them to, like, crush up that meteorite and make it look like a geode, except for it's a space one. Boom. Many options. We are making Ruth Hamilton a ton of cash now yeah. with all these ideas. <laughs> eBay right now has one listed from a top-rated seller, mind you, for $316,000. But 72 bucks in shipping. I don't know. Like that's and, and, but how, how yeah. big is that one, Benny? About the size of his hand. So probably oh. around the same. So th- No, me- no. A melon. Oh. So well, that's got to be three, four times the size. She's, she's yeah, there in bucks, yeah. yeah. Sitting on a milli. Amelia, Amelia, All right. Amelia. Nice. Well done, Ruth. See what they say? Right place, right time. Yeah. <laughs> Life could turn out well for you. It's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. Yeah. My station. Virgin Radio.